Okay. Excellent. So uh, everyone, hello. My name is Joe Rogester. Um, thank you very much for getting on. I see that there's people all over the world, literally. So got some very early morningers in Australia um, and, uh, and great to see everybody in the UK. I see some people from Canada as well. So that's awesome, right? Because that's exactly what we want to do with this is affect um, and help educate on a global scale about something that, you know, for years and years, people just didn't know about, people weren't talking about, and um, it's just become more accessible and therefore more people are able to take advantage of it. So what the company has done is they've gathered together doctors from all different disciplines, experts, people who have literally dedicated their lives in, in the area of this ketone molecule um, to, uh, to help educate the world on it. Wow, that's the loudest person that ever could have come unmuted. Uh, the uh, so literally so um, and what's happening around the globe is all different types of doctors are now uh, getting excited about this, using it in their clinics, um, and and wanting to help educate. And we've we've got an incredible, incredible person that is going to answer a whole bunch of questions for us tonight. So for those of you that have not met Jen before, you if you got onto this link, you saw her, um, her history, about 30 years in practice, doctor of naturopathy, master in science, but just every single area, too many areas to list. If you go onto her website, the ketogenic naturopath, you'll see letters that literally fill the page um, in all of her postgraduate certifications because she's just a student of human health and always looking to better herself and uh, and learn more areas of it. So, um, you know, award-winning journalist, author, you know, you won't meet somebody that is um, that is more educated uh, in, and so well-rounded, um, but also has had an incredible result with uh, keto. And that's what often happens. She at one point had not heard about the ketogenic diet um, and uh, somebody turned her on to it and it was a solution for her health. At then some point, somebody uh, told her that, wow, you can drink ketones. She was super skeptical, but it, it, as would, will happen with everyone, as you do more research, as you find out what this incredible molecule can do, um, there's no uh, denying the fact that this can have a huge benefit to a wide variety of uh, health conditions, anything pertaining to human performance. So um, I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to uh, say hello to you, Jen. How are you? I'm fine. Lovely to see you, Joe. Yeah, amazing. Um, and thank you so much for doing this. Uh, we had an incredible call the other night that you were joined us on and gave us a, a little bit of a taste of, uh, of, of this. And, um, and that certainly has got everybody anticipating getting some more questions answered. So um, I know that we had had a, just a couple real basic questions. And again, everybody can, uh, you know, as this goes on, if you've got specific things that you want to have answered, please feel free and type it in the chat. And, uh, and Jen, you know, to start off, can you, um, you know, just tell us, uh, I think everybody gets that, you know, uh, the keto diet is something where we reduce our carbohydrates and, um, and that puts our body in a state where it needs to produce a different energy source since we're so used to using uh, carbohydrates. And that energy source is a ketone, converts our uh, ketones into fat. So what is the difference though between, um, because people are going to hear these terms, endogenous ketones and exogenous ketones? 
Okay, Joe, great question. Um, exogenous ketones are the ketones that we bring into the body. So they are external ketones that uh, in, in our instance we drink. And the endogenous ketones are the ketones that are actually manufactured in your body, in the liver, in the presence of fasting or a higher fat diet. And you have to have a low carbohydrate diet for, again, the ketone or the fat, you know, the, the source to arise. Awesome. And, uh, and so now there's a lot of um, these exogenous ketones that have come onto the marketplace. Um, you know, the, the first was um, the Prove It companies in September 2015. In uh, about a year and a half later, in uh, closing in on 2017, the market began uh, becoming flooded with exogenous ketones. And then the, a little bit of confusion started. So what is the difference between exogenous ketone products that are on the market today? Well, the only one that I will use is the, um, is the naturally um, bioidentical form. We have um, basically a racemic mix of a left-handed and a right-handed molecule. So it's um, akin to trying to put two keys into the same lock and the door won't unlock. So in an ideal world, you need to have the one that is identical to what your body would manufacture. And that's what these ones are. Awesome. And, uh, and so what does, I mean, the, uh, does that mean that basically this ketone, because I often hear people asking, okay, so it's not the same as when your body produces ketones. Is that true or is it the same? Uh, well, this particular one is the same. Um, it is the same compound. Um, so it's the same as if you fasted or if you went on a ketogenic diet, which is predominantly a higher fat diet and a lower carbohydrate diet. So you'd need to keep your carbohydrates below 20 net grams a day. Having said that, it can take quite a while sometimes. Everyone's individual, but some individuals, especially if they've had any history of um, insulin resistance or what's called metabolic resistance, any head injuries, it can take a longer period of time for the body to get into ketosis. Um, and this is the joy of bringing in sort of biohacking methods so we can bring in fasting as well as the method. Um, although some people find that quite tricky to do. Um, but this is the joy of bringing in the, um, the bioidentical exogenous ketones because it will just raise your therapeutic level of ketones in the blood. And we know to get into ketosis, the, the, the level is 0.5 and, and above. Um, but therapeutically, a lot of the trials are over over one, 1.5. So the more we can raise the ketones in the body, the better we are. And I think that the, the concern is that what I see is that we are also used to a really high carbohydrate diet uh, and a low fat diet. That has been the model for, for many, many years. Currently, uh, we're, we're into the vegan diet and I'm not against vegetarians or vegans at all. But what I'm trying to raise awareness of as well is your oh did you guys lose jen let's give her a second see if she comes back if not you're stuck with me She's probably still talking and has no idea. 
So, so while we're waiting, um, put in uh, some of the questions that you guys would like answered in the chat group, if you guys can. Let me just see if I can't pull Jen back here. There, she's exited and it's usually a pretty good sign that she's gonna pop right back on. Get her to repeat the vegan part for sure. Very prevalent uh, this time. Yeah, that's a great question, Emily. 119 acid reflux. It's a great question. Is it UK uh, internet? for diabetes. It's an excellent question, James. Okay, so um, while we're waiting, I'm just going to knock off some of these um, some of these easy ones um, with some exciting uh, stuff. Uh, this menopause, awesome. Um, so look, while some of the most exciting things, and this is for you know a lot of you guys know this information because I see a lot of familiar faces already, but um, the company basically in the United States is partnered with. Uh, the Verta Health Foundation. So Verta Health is, uh, it's their mission to cure 100 million people of diabetes type two um, and cure, when I say cure, I mean reverse. Um, but the, uh, that's their mission, 100 million people of type two diabetes and um, uh, by 2025. That is a massive, massive number. Um, hold on one sec. Um, so that's a massive, massive number, and they're doing it without medication. This is a, um, a completely, you know, non-Western uh, medical regulated system where they're just putting people onto a, what's known as a modified Atkins diet, um, and uh, and and that's basically the modern day keto diet. Now, the head of that foundation, uh, the the chief uh, doctor is Dr. Jeff Bullock, and he's on the scientific advisory board for the Advanced Ketone Research Board, which is um, Pruvit's uh, research board that is forwarding the research on these ketones. So what they're seeing is, um, is that uh, when people go on to a keto diet, or and that means raising exogenous ketones in the blood, that is lowering blood sugar. And so in any area of, uh, of type two, that is a, you know, basically what the people have to do. Their blood sugars get raised, 
they have to, their insulin levels aren't controlling it properly and they need to, you know, get on blood sugar regulators or, um, or take insulin, right? And that's what type one is when you actually have to take uh, insulin. So in any area, these blood sugar related diseases that we've, um, that we see uh, out there, this is basically related to every disease and dysfunction known to man. Right. So anything, if we're seeing something where somebody's utilizing this to uh, to work against type two diabetes, it's absolutely massive for just every area of health. And um, and the biggest thing that holds people back, and this is what Jen was alluding to, is because for the first time in our lot in our history of human beings, you can imagine this if you start to think about it this way. Since the uh, the world had a war on fat and we switched their, our food pyramid to this thing that was so heavy carbohydrates at the bottom. And as you know, they've changed that, right? So we know you, and like even without them saying it, they know that they basically admitted that they were wrong. But what they did is they sent us into decades where our diets were so primarily carbohydrate based. And that means uh, the more carbohydrates we intake, the more insulin our body has to produce in order to level out that blood sugar. Right, the, we reduce uh, we release insulin in order to get um, blood sugar um, into our bodies in order to use it for energy. Well, the more that that happens, the more insulin resistant we become. So because of our very, very heavily uh, carbohydrate diets, we have become more insulin resistant than we ever have been before. And that has made it more difficult for us to get our bodies back to this keto um, or to be able to be just metabolically flexible to be able to use different fuels. And, um, and so uh, in that way, uh, you know, we have to work harder than we ever have before. So this is why it's so difficult for people to be able to achieve these results and why um, you know, having these tools is so effective. Jen, I see that you're back. You're gonna laugh at this. I tried to sign up the other day for a Zoom training call and could on the zoom training call in, and i had internet it's obviously me and zoom have an issue so i'm really sorry guys i'm back but on a different device because the computer cut me off that's mind. you know what, what we covered really quickly is just the fact that um because i know it's always a, a question of you know why do people need um the the supplements um you know that kind of thing and so we just talked about what you and i were talking about just beforehand i gleaned some of your intelligence and made it sound like my own words uh that uh, people are more uh, more insulin resistant than they've ever have been just because for decades and decades we've been so heavily carb uh, based never before on the planet have we been so carb based so yeah. when we're talking about us now it's a very different thing than if we were talking about us you know in the 19 uh, you know in the 1800s or Paleolithic era we're a different animal now yeah. And, um, and so, uh, so yeah, so that can kind of lead us into, um, you know, what you were talking about when, um, uh, when we left was people that are vegans or vegetarians. Yeah. So, um, with a, a vegetarian or a vegan, when I speak to them, I, I talk to them about their total carbohydrate and are they aware of the amount of fat they have in the diet, protein and carbohydrate. And it's just fascinating that they have no, most of, well, everybody I've spoken to, not a single one has any comprehension about the amount of carbohydrates. And I think it's also the duration of time that we eat every day. So 
unless you educate someone, the, the average person will get up and have breakfast first thing. And then again, we're taught to snack, that snacking's good through the day. But actually to me, snacking again raises your blood sugar, which again raises insulin. And insulin, we know one of the um, problems with insulin, uh, it does cause inflammation in the body. And uh, speaking from functional medicine, inflammation is the root cause of literally all the diseases. Uh, including autoimmune, which we do um, uh, disease at the moment. So people have no comprehension at all. And then they carry on through the day. And then invariably in the evening, they might sit down and watch a film. And are you just drinking a glass of water in the evening? The majority of people aren't. They may be a cup of tea with some chocolate or a glass of wine. Jen, you're coming in and out again, I think. She in and out? No, UK internet. Sorry, I'll take over some other easy ones when we were waiting for Jen to come back on. So how long do exogenous ketones keep uh, up in ketosis before they need to be topped up? Understand that um, we are, when you drink exogenous ketones, you go and everybody's different. But if you measure your blood, right, you'll see a boost of um, 0.8 to 1.6 within 30 minutes. That generally lasts, these are an energy molecule. So if you go out and exercise, you're gonna use that much faster than if you are sitting here just sitting, right? Um, or in a resting state. Even if you're doing something that you have to concentrate more on, that's going to use that energy molecule a lot faster than if, um, uh, than if you were, again, just sitting in a resting state. So um, anywhere from two to six hours. That's why it's such a wide range because it really depends on your activity level and, um, and who you are. Now, there was a couple other things that, there that were asked, um, are the products FDA approved and what's testing has been done with them? So in the United States, that's the, the Federal Drug Administration is just that the um, uh, drug administration. They don't have, uh, they don't regulate the nutrition uh, topic or nutrition products unless nutrition products want to make claims, specific claims for health, right? Now, different organizations in the world have different uh, rules on that. And, um, and somebody else had asked, is this medically approved in the UK? Well, in the UK, it is going to be approved as a food. The idea here is that beta-hydroxybutyrate is a very natural, uh, uh, natural ingredient that our body can actually produce, right? In your bodies, even if you're not following a keto diet, you, are, you have ketones in your blood. Very low level, not enough to get the therapeutic benefits that you see when you follow the diet or when you um, do some intermittent fasting or when you ingest more MCT oil or coconut oil other things that help your body produce ketones or when you drink exogenous ketones. But it is a naturally occurring supplement and that's not something that the um, Food and Drug Administration um, would regulate. In fact, they have tried. There's some great articles out there. One of the, or the, the person that um, did the original research on uh, exogenous ketones and um, helped the University of South Florida with the patent on exogenous ketones 
Um, they, uh, they actually have, uh, pharmaceutical companies have tried to get him to explain how they could make a synthetic form of this. And when they're doing it, they can't even comprehend the amount of different metabolic pathways that the ketone molecule helps with. So it's been um, impossible for the pharmaceutical companies to make a synthetic chemical that um, would be able to be produced and mimic beta-hydroxybutyrate and the effects that it has at a cost that would be acceptable for the pharmaceutical world to create. So I hope that uh, that makes sense from the uh, the FDA. And Jen, I see you're back, hopefully with a stronger internet connection. What a shocker. <laughs> Sorry about that. Salt's law, as we call it in England, <laughs> honestly. That's okay. I, I just knocked off a few of the, uh, the easy ones. Now, one exciting thing, though, that I, I do want to say, somebody else was asking about, um, you know, safety and testing. I explained FDA and how that works. We know that they'll be entering into the UK, that they're currently seeking um, uh, TGA approval um, in, in Australia, Health Canada approval um, in, uh, in Canada. In the UK, they'll be um, launching very soon with um, approval as a, uh, as a food ingredient, as a novel food. Now, can you explain, Jen, I guess, you know, the um, what it takes to have a, an ingredient be put into a product because people were asking about safety and testing. Um, you know, why do you feel that this is something that you're giving to people in your clinic and is a completely safe product? Well, as I said, it is, um, it is a naturally fermented um, and by it, it is the bioidentical form and the necessary testing is, is going through at the moment, as I said, with the Novelty Food Act. And for example, other products that are going through at the moment, um, one of them, which actually has been on sale pre-1997, but this is how rigorous they are, including bringing old products back under this spotlight. But one is a compound called indole-3-carbonyl or DIM, and it's simply broccoli extract. But it's super powerful for women. If women have... Um, an issue with hormones or have the, the wrong hormones, your body's not metabolizing or excreting hormones, this compound is used. So that's currently, again, going under the same spotlight. So it, it's uh, certainly going through the tests. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's a great indication of uh, kind of sometimes the hypocrisy of that world um, mm -hmm. and also how exciting it is. I know for you, but for so many other scientists that are, uh, a, a molecule like this comes along that has so many different uses. That's an energy source and then a signaling yeah. molecule for all these different things. Um, and you're working with scientists at the highest level in this. I know you just got back from the metabolic health conference, which is basically looks at every area of metabolic health. And it was dominated by people getting excited by the, um, the ketone uh, molecule, but maybe, you know, and then we'll move on to answering a few other questions, but I guess, you know, is this, you know, different than, uh, you know, just kind of uh, some of the other little vitamins that we've seen come out onto the market or antioxidants or, or stuff like that? Well, I can just talk about what I've witnessed in, in clinic. And, um, and also when I wrote for the Sunday Times, um, when it was a new product that came, um, was sent in to me to test, or rather I would test it before it ever saw the light of day in the newspaper. Um, Again, going back to this product, I've never seen anything like it. Uh, I've tested so many products over the years and I've received so many products to test. 
and um, I have rigorously tested everything. So initially, as you alluded at the start, I was skeptical because I thought, how can a powder um, do the same thing that a ketogenic diet and fasting can do? So I, I didn't sort of uh, initially look at the science and uh, I could, just couldn't get my head around it. But then when I started to use it very carefully on friends and family, and then began to discuss with some, some patients to say, do you, do you want to try this? And then tested it across a broad range of conditions. Um, and I have to say, hand on heart, when I work with this whole ketogenic approach, you have just utterly uh, dramatic changes, uh, more so than with anything else I've ever worked with. Amazing. Um, so one thing that uh, I think it's great, somebody, uh, it's being asked less and less, but I think it's important to address. Um, uh, Hazel was asked, how do you avoid ketoacidosis if you're taking ketones over and above what the body is producing in a low carb state? Well, yeah, but that's a very high level. So that's, it tends to be for, for someone with diabetes. So again, when I've discussed it uh, with specialists this weekend, they said it's just not an issue to be concerned about. It predominantly happens to someone with type 1 diabetes. Right. And for everybody to have an indication, you know, I was talking about people can get, uh, people have one or two, uh, 0.1 or two level of blood. Yeah. Control. So you're, you're talking, it's jolly hard to ever get there. Um, crikey. I don't think I've ever been higher than three or four, you know, I'd, I'd love to get higher, but, um, and ketoacidosis is above 15. It's a, a yes. great amount, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's something that's just misunderstood. I think it's very important. It is to, if anybody ever has somebody that's concerned about it, if you just Google the difference between ketoacidosis and uh, ketosis, you'll find that. Um, yeah. So another great question, because this pertains to everything. Someone's asked, I suffer from chronic fatigue. And this is something that I think everybody suffers from. And I think it's very important, whether you have an autoimmune um, and uh, or you just have burnout um, uh, you know, adrenal fatigue, you're tired, chronic fatigue covers it. And it's maybe like from at the very root of it all as ketones, as an energy source, very important. So would you like to just address the fatigue or tiredness or why ketones are such an effective energy source for the entire? Yeah, sure. Um, it was interesting at the metabolic health summit and, and what is emerging. Remember this is in the last 10 years, there's, there's a huge amount of interest and there's a lot of emerging research. A lot of studies will be coming out. But what we do know is that they are the preferred fuel source for both the brain and the body. And what I find in particular, if a patient has um, uh, an energy deficit with something like uh, chronic fatigue, um, they need to use both both fuel sources. And so invariably, some of the chronic fatigue patients I deal with are actually you know, on the slender side, should we say. So the last thing you want to do is restrict the diet in any way. So I tend to give a, quite a good balanced anti-inflammatory diet, you know, bring in a lot of fats but they wouldn't necessarily get enough of the ketone molecule. So to balance the fuel source, because we are like a hybrid car, uh, we need both fuel sources. So this is an ideal way just to get more of that um, energy molecule. And actually the ATP is, is better fuel from ketones than actually from glucose. So uh, it's, it's a really important tool to add in therapeutically in these cases.
That's amazing. And then, you know, I know people are talking about uh, different um, mood disorders or um, uh, stress, anxiety, that kind of thing. And that's a, that's a very wide spectrum as well. Can you talk about just like whether it's epilepsy or um, anything that's going on in our brain? Why is the, the research on ketones showing, um, showing such a, a broad spectrum of benefits for people that are, um, that are suffering from, again, stress all the way to mood disorders, but also you know, depression, all these different things? Is there something that, uh, that is easily explained as to why people just feel good when they drink ketones? Well, one of the neurotransmitters, GABA, um, is affected positively by ketones. So we know that, and that will certainly impact on any um, low mood or fluctuating mood. And as I said earlier, the brain prefers the fuel source of, of ketones. And um, I think I mentioned on the call on Monday, just because it's a fascinating area, uh, is they found that in particular, you were talking about the insulin resistance. If there is any insulin resistance or metabolic resistance, and that can also happen very simply to women as they go into the menopause and the body just gets stuck, insulin naturally increases. And what you find there, what, what they've been finding with research is that the glucose in the brain isn't used by the neurons as effectively as it should be, but the ketone molecule is. They found that the, the right ketone molecule literally just goes in through the, you know, unlock the key in through the door and feeds the neurons. Um, and as I mentioned the other day, again, this incredible process called synoptic pruning, which at night, again, even with things like PTSD, they've said it's not only an emotional trauma, it's also the sleep disturbance um, causes literally a toxic brain because your brain needs to detoxify at night. And if the neurons aren't being nourished and fed correctly by the correct fuel, and as I said, with any head injury or um, metabolic resistance, they found that the brain is simply being starved um, and then this metabolic process this synoptic pruning doesn't take place um, and then it can cause uh, go on to cause the formation of amyloid plaques so you know there's just a few points with the brain of just how significant it is and as I said I've seen um, I've worked with cases from PTSD anxiety um, depression and you just see incredible changes when the level of ketones are increased in the blood. Yeah, and, there, and that leads to a great uh, point. Like when we're talking about level of ketones increased in the blood, you're in your clinic utilizing all sorts of tools to do that from the diet, yes. fasting to MCTOs to exogenous ketones. And, yes. um, and so does somebody, have you seen, um, do they have to change their diet? Um, do they have to follow a keto diet in order to get the benefits of the ketones? Well, Dr. Dom D'Agostino um, uh, recently said, and he's one of the formulators, an incredible, incredible um, man. Um, he felt, again, that it is ideal to combine the, the two forces in, an optimal, uh, in optimal circumstances. Having said that, I have a lot of people who've wanted to try the magic powder um, and not wanted to change anything. So it's quite interesting Then I will do... Um, sort of like a table for them of what is their pain like one to ten what is their sleep like one to ten what is their focus 
mental clarity, ability to work effectively? What is their mood like? What, is their, what are their energy levels like? Can they work out in the gym? Um, just, just their basic questions so that they've got a one to 10 score and then equally they start taking, uh, increasing the ketones in the blood through the drink. And then I say, okay, let, tell me after a week, uh, you know, what are the changes? Have any of these markers changed? And it's fascinating, especially if they know nothing about it. I love it when people know nothing about something and then they report back what they've experienced. And again, you get even things from people who said, I thought I slept well, but now I know what it means to sleep well and people achieving, uh, you know, clearing their desk in half the time. People sometimes even with a depression who don't realize they've got depression, but then can't carry out daily functions as well as someone with a clearer mind. They, they feel a level of overwhelm and raising the level of ketones in the body and then giving the brain that fuel source, they're then able to go on and, and complete tasks, even simple sorting and clearing, which they wouldn't be able to do before or have admitted they couldn't do before. Yeah, awesome. The, um, listen, I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I'll kind of rapid fire a few questions because we went a little bit long because of the, um, uh, and, I, and I don't want to rob everybody of uh, getting to hear the questions, but, um, so we'll just have a couple more. I appreciate you guys sticking on for a little bit longer. Um, now, there's a concern out there. Somebody asked it, and I've heard it many times before, that this would inhibit the body's ability to, A, lose weight, and also um, that it might inhibit future production of uh, ketones naturally. Would you, would you like to address that? Um, I think, well, it, it, it's sort of been dismissed that theory. And as we said earlier, the important thing is, is increasing the therapeutic level of ketones in your blood, which you can do naturally. It won't, st it won't turn your body off by having extra ketones. But as I said, you can use the three methods or three key methods, which are following a lower, carbo lower carbohydrate diet and increasing the fats in the diet, um, bringing in fasting techniques, and then also fats like MCT, which we know, again, increase the ketone molecule, and um, uh, exogenous ketones. Excellent. And, um, and for people, just uh, one last thing, uh, you know, for people that say, uh, look, just diet and exercise. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a real um, upsetting one for anybody. And I see, see women in particular and some men like this. And uh, it is not down to that at all. It is really down to hormones, inflammation in the body. If the body's in an autoimmune state, there are many conditions which affect your hormones and your insulin and your body literally gets stuck. And, uh, and I've seen this time and time again. And then you have to bring in some quite... Uh, strong therapeutic interventions because the normal diet and exercise regime just isn't enough. And carbohydrates, for example, can, uh, you know, do increase fluid with someone, with, with, with individuals. So if people have a higher carbohydrate level, again, they, they can find sometimes they put two, three pounds on in a week easily. So um, I, I, it's, yeah, it's really sad when people say that because it is not just down to the more you exercise and the less you eat. It, it really goes into hormones, insulin, inflammation, autoimmune, many other things. If you correct those underlying um, uh, 
uh, imbalances, then your body can work well again. And that's sort of my job as a naturopath, trying to find out what's misfunctioning and give the body therapeutically what it needs to thrive. And to me, biologically speaking, ketones are, are the molecule that it ultimately needs to thrive and is, is really, I feel, is the missing link. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, listen, um, uh, what I wanted to say for sure is that um, anything that we've talked about today is, uh, is in no way to be considered uh, medical advice, simply information, right? Um, Jen is a doctor of naturopathy, but she is not your doctor. Um, and that's why like, there's a lot of great questions on there, but sometimes we can't address them specifically because we can't be seen to be giving medical advice in, in any way, shape or form just to educate people. And so that's the point of this. Hopefully, um, you know, we'll, we'll send out the recording of this as well. If it gets people thinking about it and then doing research of their, of their own, you know, there's 783 studies on exogenous ketones alone out there right now. Um, you know, tons of stuff on the uh, keto diet. And then there's lots of misinformation out there. You heard Jen when she talked about, you know, does this stop, uh, you know, exogenous ketone production very quickly because Jen's heard that and talked to so many health professionals and talked to the top health professionals. She's just like, that's been dismissed. And it is, but it's still floating around out there. So this is just um, episode number one of Q&As where um, we'll uh, address people's and start people thinking about it and then go take a look at it yourself right? Google uh, ketones, ketosis, and any of those things I saw, you know, pancreatitis, um, chronic fatigue, all these things, and find the people that are looking at it um, and find the people that are using it and, um, and then decide, right? You know, the great thing about exogenous ketones is that literally you can get um, the feeling of running on this ketone molecule very, very quickly and in a short amount of time, help your body adapt itself to running on ketones again. Um, and, uh, and, then, uh, and then you'll be able to feel it. And then, Jen, you know, would you say like it's a good, better, best situation where, um, you know, drink ketones first, even if you don't want to change anything, use it with any diet. Better is moving towards a lower yeah. carbohydrate solution, though. Absolutely. And I think also as well, everybody's so unique, everybody's so different. So I always say, you know, start low, start with quarter of a sachet. Some people can notice a change even on quarter of a sachet and build, you know, slowly to sort of see the therapeutic benefits for yourself. But equally, um, like a car, the more that's uh, needing to be repaired under the bonnet, then I do feel you will need to be on it longer because again, I've seen astonishing results with higher levels of therapeutic ketones in the bloodstream repairing so many body systems, you know, yeah. body, mind, spirit really. And will so should people be patient and give it a little bit of time depending? Yeah, on absolutely. I've seen patients with um, systemic inflammation and actually myself, I had fibromyalgia um, in 2003 um, when I was carrying um, our son. And um, I've spoken to a lot of doctors, medical doctors and um, functional medicine doctors, and you can sometimes get success, but then it comes back. Um, but in fact, three months on the ketones for me personally, um, the fibromyalgia, all my pain went in the body, all my inflammation, but not immediately because it's working on repairing and, um, you know, working on reducing systemic inflammation. Oh dear, am I going again? You're all right there. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Joe, I can't hear. Can you hear me? You know, in all the countries that Sorry, Joe, I don't know if you're speaking, but I can't, it's frozen my end. We can still hear you, Jane. There we go, sorry, I can't hear anybody. <laughs> can you hear Jen? We can hear you. Yes, hello, hello. I always bet is it is it Joe this time who's having technical troubles? Yeah, it's disappeared. Yes. Oh, just me. <laughs> no, just talk, Jenny. Jennifer. <laughs> what a nightmare, technology and Zoom, honestly. You're just amazing and you've done so well. Thank you. Well, we just have to be very careful what's what's um, said and not said. So, um, yeah. Jen, can I ask you a question about the fibromyalgia? Yes. So I have fibromyalgia as well, as well as the chronic fatigue. Mm. And just wondering if, um, how, how do you, do you go to the level of trying to do all the three different things that you talked about? Or do you just try the product first and then keep going from there? Yeah, I would, um, again, depending on your lifestyle, maybe start by integrating the therapeutic ketones and, um, you know, bring them in slowly. It'd be great to bring MCT in as well. So you've got two different, different sources. Um, with fibromyalgia, it's also worth looking at any other inflammatory sources and um, mediators that are coming into the body. So I often like to look at food. Is there any food that you're eating that your, your family may be able to eat, but actually to you, it causes an inflammatory reaction. So if you look up the work of Dr. Coker, he's fascinating, he's a French doctor and he did um, pulse testing um, to test food intolerances. So just Google him and you'll see. That's a really useful way of getting a, a, an understanding if a simple food you're eating every day is contributing to your inflammation. And then again, it definitely reduces carbs because what we do know is the more the blood sugar goes up, the more the insulin goes up, the more the inflammation increases as well. But isn't there good carbs? So isn't there good carbs? So for example, if you're talking about sweet potatoes, which is low GI, isn't that a good carb? And so you're okay to continue doing using that? Yeah, just, just keep, keep an overall eye though on your total carbohydrates. So, um, you know, w w what I love to do is every plant that's on the planet or, or edible plants rather, if you go for the rainbow of colors, then each one of those plants and herbs and spices, they all carry unique phytochemicals. And these phytochemicals are such healing compounds. In functional medicine, we know they even, you know, work with genes, they work with receptor sites in the body. They're, they're so, so healing. But the more it's leafy and above ground, the more it's lower in carbohydrate, the more it's uh, beneath ground, like a tuber, that tends to be a higher carbohydrate. So things like beetroots, carrots, um, uh, sweet potato, uh, you know, excellent in phytochemicals, in particular those ones, beta carotene, 
but they are quite dense in carbohydrates. So just be a little bit careful um, on the total carbohydrate level when you feel ready to deal with that. So even with salads, I will grate those in but not have a massive portion. And um, I think for women as well, when you don't know a woman's hormone history, um, so if I do a DNA test, I know clinically what I'm dealing with and how they are excreting their, um, their hormones and if there's any issues there. But the cruciferous vegetables are women's best friends. So that's cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, sprouts, the, dark, the darker the green, the better, because then it's richer in magnesium and calcium. And they're also the things which are fantastic to have alongside um, any form of ketogenic diet. You must, especially women, we need to be more alkaline in our blood. So it's really important to have a lot of leafy green vegetables to keep the blood alkaline. And if I have a lot of weight because of the chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia that I've had, over the past 11 years, um, do I need to address the weight after getting the energy levels up? Yeah, I think the weight sometimes is very often also inflammation because what happens if you bang your wrist or your ankle? Swelling. It will swell. Okay, so it's a, some of the weight you know, maybe fat because obviously I haven't been able to move, but equally it can be water weight as well. So um, the more we drop the inflammation, the more the body sort of goes off that alarm signal and will start to heal. Um, it may be good. I, well, I would say when you feel ready to try to bring some intermittent fasting in, even if you simply did 12, 12 to begin with, so you're aware, the earlier to me you finish your, your eating in the day, the better. So say you try to finish it at six, um, and then you wouldn't have anything till earlier six in the morning the next day. So start on that 12, 12. I don't know if you do any fasting, but start by being very strict with 12, 12. That's a good start for women. And then see if you can move it up to 13 hours. And then maybe in a week, a week's time again, try, see if you can nudge it up to 14 hours. Because the magic is when you go into 16 to 18 hours, your body goes into a process called autophagy. An autophagy is where your own inner hoover switches on and it, your, it will literally, your body will self-clean and will get rid of, you know, faulty cells, any mutations. It's just the most incredible mechanism, self-healing mechanism. So the more you can get your own body healing itself, the better. And, you know, as I also say to patients as well, we have to be really careful of our mindset because so often with our mind, we can think about the pain and think about the lack of energy. So what I'm asking you to do is really hard when you are in pain, because in fact, when I interviewed a rheumatologist for the Sunday Times, we were saying that actually your, your, your brain is constantly thinking about pain. So it's exhausted by the pain alone, because if you think about it, it's suddenly you'll get a reading in your arm. Oh, wow, that's seven out of 10. Oh my back, golly, that's really bad at the moment. That's probably a nine out of 10. And so your body is constantly working, working, working on the, on the um, pain levels. So Fantastic. Oh, hi, Joe, sorry, we're talking. So sorry, just let me finish. So what I was saying is what I'd um, love you to do is, 
just the I am statements are really, really powerful. So even if you can't sort of say, and I, I think it's very hard sometimes for people with a conscious mind clicking in saying, I am healed, I am well, when your conscious mind go, no, you're not. But if you say, every day my body's getting stronger, I am at peace because you can get yourself into that peaceful state. But just give yourself, give your body positive messages. Your body to me is the most remarkable healing. It has the most remarkable propensity to heal if you give it the right environment. And to me, has to be biochemistry but you need to bring the the power of the mind in the power of the spirit the power of the emotions the power of love and kindness to yourself but belief that your body can get through this if you knew what i had to deal with in the past 10 years i i basically should have been dead many years ago and i literally stuck fingers up at every single person and i just thought la 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 i'm not hearing you uh, even down to the point i refused to have a, a, a surgery under general because the surgeon was so negative i thought you're not speaking negatively over me so i had a 10 inch scar on my leg when i was wide awake <laughs> so just use the power of your mind positively and believe you know you have some fantastic therapeutic tools to work with so just believe every Every single day that your body can and will heal thank you and hey, listen I'm I'm really glad that I dropped off and that that question was able to be asked now I didn't want it to go on this long because um, I know everybody's like engrossed in the uh, conversation and uh, um, and we could listen for hours but I think that that was a super important question to be asked because it can you see we can address these things and it's almost like we could have a whole fibromyalgia or you know you pick the autoimmune disorder and we could have Jen come on and talk about all the different nutrition solutions that need to go along with any protocol Right? And that's the most important thing. And maybe the most important point of this is in the past, we've been given pills to fix things and that's not the right solution. And that's where it's got us uh, in our world today. Now we've got something that can be an incredibly powerful tool that help us move towards um, a better long-term lifestyle, not a quick fix, not a magic bean, not a magic potion in any way, but something that can be a super effective tool for whatever you're looking for with your health. So Jen, that was totally awesome. And, um, and look like, you know, maybe next week we will, uh, or in the future, we'll have a one that says here, what are the nutrition solutions and how can ketones help or keto diet help with every different uh, specific thing out there. But look, I hope that this was a great start for, for all of you. Um, and, uh, and please, uh, if you can type in, tell Jen how awesome she is. And, um, and certainly the ketogenic naturopath has loads of great information about this. Um, Proveitnow.com has loads of great information about this. Get back in touch with the person that, um, that directed you to this today um, and try ketones. That's the biggest thing. And then, but don't expect that you are, um, you know, that if you've got some health condition, we want to address the nutrition side of things as well and help you move towards better health. So, um, so Jen, thank you again. Pleasure. Thank you. And no problem. And uh, next time we'll have uh, signal or internet. Uh, uh, signal. I have a new skybox to plug in, and I didn't want to plug it in today in case, but I shall now plug it in. <laughs> we'll it going. Thank you all again so much, and uh, everybody have a great night, great day, wherever you are in the world, and um, drink ketones. Talk to you soon. See you, everybody. Thanks.